Hey everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to go ahead and subscribe to our Journey YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you all right there. Now, I hope this episode helps you take your next step in following Jesus. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you're as excited as I am because we are just three weeks away from opening our new facility, the Forest Center, and having our very first public service as Journey Church. I can't wait to welcome you home on February the 27th when we open this place up. And I hope you will invite all of your friends and family who are not in church and get them to come with you. I'm sitting right now in the suite, which is an area that we have created for first time guests, for people who have questions about our church. So as you bring guests over the next few weeks when we open, be sure to bring them by here. I would love to meet them. We'd love to have a conversation with them. Now, today we're wrapping up this series we've been in. I wanna ask you this question. What is the secret to changing anything in your life? We're gonna talk about in this final episode of Winning 2022. During this series, we've been discussing the fundamentals that'll help you win in the areas that matter most to you in life. First, you gotta clarify what the win is for your relationships, your professional life, your money, your marriage, parenting, your dating, you know, all those areas that matter to you. But then once you know what the win looks like, then the fundamentals can help you get where you wanna get in those areas. And here's the great news. These fundamentals are helpful whether you're a Christian or not, but they're only helpful under one condition. You have to do what you know to do because it's not information, it's application that makes all the difference. Believing, and you may hear about believing a lot in churches, believing is a good first step, but believing doesn't actually change anything in your life. The belief must be followed by a changed behavior if your life's gonna change. So James, who is the half-brother of Jesus, he talked about this in a letter that he wrote to Jesus' followers there in the first century. One of the things that he wrote to them is a piece of advice. He said, don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. In other words, he's warning all of us Jesus followers not to fall into the trap that's so easy for us to fall into. It's the idea that if I show up in the church building on Sunday, well, I'm good. If I tune in, I listen to somebody like me, you know, then I'm good. If I learn more Bible information, I'm good. I mean, we set the bar so low because, well, then we don't have to do too much, right? I just show up to a building, I sit in a row, I endure a sermon, God, did you see? Okay, you must be happy with me. I'm good. But you know this, listening to something without doing it, well, that deceives you into thinking you're better than you are. Isn't that the problem? I mean, isn't that the problem that those of you who aren't church people, that's the problem you've got with the whole of us, isn't it? It's like, are you kidding me? How do you think you're better than me? You do the same stuff. You live the same way. The only difference is you go off to church on Sunday. I get my Sunday mornings for myself. You're not any better than me. And if you've ever thought that about us Christians, well, you're right. Christians who only listen but never live out what they learn, well, they turn out to be hypocrites. Listening without doing is a recipe for losing. So James says, nope, you don't need to deceive yourself. You have to do what it says. The difference is in the doing. Winning requires applying what you learn. But if we actually did what we knew to do, it would mess things up, wouldn't it? 
Here's what I mean by that. If I do what I know to do, I've got to change. I don't really want to change. I want everybody around me to change so I can stay the same and still get what I want. But that's not how you win in life. You win when you grow. You win when you change. You win when you listen and learn and then do. So James goes on to give an illustration of what happens when you, when you refuse to do this. He says, all right, anyone who listens, think, goes to church, sits in a row, takes notes during the sermon, you know, goes to a small group or a Bible study, anybody who listens to the word but doesn't do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, he goes away and he immediately forgets what he looks like. See, as a Christian, when we know what to do but we fail to do it, we're like somebody who wakes up in the morning, we go to look in the mirror and we go, ooh, I got some work to do today. And then we walk out the door to our jobs, we forget about what we saw in the mirror. I mean, it's kind of a silly example because we would never do that with physical appearance, would we? Well, we do it all the time with our spiritual life. James' point is that Scripture is like a mirror that shows us where we need to do some work, where we need to clean some things up. And to ignore what we see is foolish because all those things that Scripture points out Think about how to treat others, how to honor our spouse, how to raise kids, how to manage our money, how to date, how to be a great friend. All those things, well, they determine the quality and the direction of our lives. So to ignore them, it's just hurting ourselves. Be honest, if you've been carrying around the same old hurtful habits and sins for a while now, and every time it comes up, you go, well, yeah, I need to work on that, but you haven't really changed. Well, you've deceived yourself, haven't you? You're not winning, you're losing. And you'll keep losing because the difference is in the doing. It's not in the knowing. It's what you do, not what you intend to do, that matters to you. And it matters to all the people around you, too. So James goes on to make that point. He writes next, but whoever looks intently. Now, you know what it means to look intently at something, right? You just stare at it until you get it just right. Uh, some of you ladies, you've seen this. You may have this. You know, one of those magnifying mirrors in the bathroom. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, you can see all the way up your nose to your brain when you look in one of those things. Well, that's a look intently mirror, isn't it? James says, you ought to have the same tenacity. You know, I'm not going to leave. I'm, I'm not going to turn away until I get this right. He's going, whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they'll be blessed in what they do. Wait a minute. James is saying doing what God says gives freedom? I mean, How's that work? You know, most of us think if I did what God wanted, I'm not sure I'd have any fun. I'm pretty sure I'd be poor. You know, it all seems restrictive to me. But that's not how James viewed it. James says, you ha you'll have more freedom doing what you want to do in the beginning, but doing what you want to do when you want to do it eventually controls and costs you, doesn't it? You lose your freedom. But if you do what God asks you to do, it always leads to freedom. And that, as hard as it may be for you to believe, that is God's goal for you to help you be free. I want to give you one example. See, I was taught growing up that when someone hurts you, you forgive them. That's what God says to do. He doesn't just say believe that. He actually says do that, forgive them. But let's be honest. Forgiveness never feels freeing on the front end, does it? Forgiveness actually feels awful. You hurt me and now I got to forgive you while I'm feeling all this pain. I don't want to do that. I want to pay you back. I want to get you back. I want to hold a grudge. I want to get even. That's what I want to do. Forgiveness. That doesn't feel freeing. It feels restrictive. It keeps me from doing all the things I want to do to you. So who in the world would forgive? But people who don't forgive, you know this, don't you? People who don't forgive, well, they aren't actually free, are they? Because there's no freedom in anger. 
There's no freedom in resentment. There's no freedom in payback. Freedom is actually only found through forgiveness. And so while it doesn't feel free at first, it leads to being free over time when I forgive. But again, believing in forgiveness, believing that's a good idea, that actually doesn't help me when I need to forgive. I have to do the forgiving to be free. So James says, if you'll pay attention to what God says to do to win at life, if you won't take your eyes off what the mirror is showing you until you do something about it, well, then you'll be blessed in what you do. You are not blessed by what you know we're here or take notes on. You're blessed by what you do because the difference is in the doing. Application really is everything. Now, Jesus taught this same idea in his most famous sermon. At the end of a teaching on generosity and forgiveness and encouragement and faithfulness and honesty and love, you know, all those qualities that help you win at life, at the end of teaching on all those, Jesus said this. He said, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, well, they're like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house. But it didn't fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Now, do you know how much harder it is to build a house on rock than on sand? And those were their options back in the first century. Oh man, it takes a lot longer. At the beginning, it requires so much more effort. Who wants to go to all the trouble to build on rock? Well, the person who wants to make sure they built a house that can't be destroyed. That's who goes to the trouble to do the hard thing. The person who wants the freedom of knowing they don't have to worry about the integrity of their house. So you know how you build a life like that? You do what Jesus taught us to do. You win at life when you don't live for the pleasure of the moment, but you live for the freedom of the future. You win at life when you do the hard work on the front end of learning to say no to the good so you can say yes to the best. You win when you learn to encourage and build others up, when you learn to put others before yourself. You win when you learn to give first, save second, live on less than you make. You win at life when you invest your time wisely into the people and the purposes that matter most. You win when you develop the humility to confess when you make a mess and you get really good at repentance and reconciliation. You win when you do those fundamentals over and over and over again until they're second nature to you. It doesn't matter if it's hard. It doesn't matter if it's boring because you're not trying to find a quick fix. You're trying to build a winning foundation for your life. And when you do that hard work and the storms come, because let's be honest, they're always going to come, aren't they? But when they come, you won't be shaken. You won't be shattered. Your faith won't fail. You're going to stand strong through the storm. Listen, that's how you'll win this year. Or you can choose the alternative. And there's an alternative. The alternative is to take the shortcut, to take the easy way out, to do what you feel like doing in the moment. The alternative is to listen to all this and then go do whatever you want to do. But Jesus has a warning for you too. He says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, well, they're like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And guess what? The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. You know the difference between winners and losers? It's not their circumstances. Jesus said people who win and lose in life, both types of people have to deal with the rain, the streams, and the wind. No, the difference is in the doing. Winners do what they learn to do, and they keep doing it until they get it right. They don't stop applying what they're learning until it's part of their life. So, if God's showing you something that needs a change in your life this year, I just want to encourage you not to ignore it. Don't just talk about it. Start doing it. That's how you change your life.
and it's how you'll win in life in 2022. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church or to find our app or our YouTube channel, just visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.